0: Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy, and today we're going to talk about a book I've been reading and grief. Good grief. Enjoy. All right, welcome back. So, a little book review is going to happen today, and we are also going to be talking about grief. But let me start this podcast by reminding my listeners and to welcome those new listeners I am not a doctor, a psychologist, or anyone of great importance. I am a regular person who is a lover of books, an introverted thinker, and I am here to read, understand, process, and share information as it pertains to my experience in life. That set aside, one of the books that I read recently by Christmas Abbott was a 30-day walkthrough about how to improve your life, basically. And she had me for a while. I was really enjoying it for a while. She's a colorful character. She's a CrossFit athlete and brings a lot of spunk to the world. Let's put it like that. So she's fun. But her information is probably similar to mine, where she has collected information she feels is important to her, and she's sharing it with her people. The same time I was reading a Brene Brown book, and Brene Brown, being a research scientist with shame, talks a lot about how we experience emotions as humans, and specifically how in our culture we like to suppress emotions instead of giving them a name and a place to live. When I was reading both books simultaneously, Christmas Abbott tends to tell you to buck up and just be happy and then you'll be fine. And while that is advice that can work well in certain situations, I tend to agree more with Brene Brown in the idea that you need to figure out what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. Where do these things come from and then move on? So this week, we are going to be talking about the book that I am currently about to finish called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. This will probably be my fifth time reading this book because it comes up in my life as needed. (laughs) There are many books in my life that fall into this category, but this one is a big one. So I realized that as I was listening, she was talking about this process of being stuck, And what that means in your life. To feel like you want to do these big, amazing things with your life. You want to live in exotic places. You want to travel. You want to earn money. You want to buy a house. You want to have kids. You want to build your own business and be a CEO. Whatever it is that you want to do, big and small, equally, you end up starting on this path to achieve them and then kind of finding yourself stuck and unable to move into this achievement phase. And she talks a lot about our background beliefs. So our background beliefs are created basically as we're growing up. We watch our families and pick up these things and commit to them as our own belief system. I'm gonna use money as an example. So let's say you grow up in a household where your finances are really tight. There's a lot of arguing around money. And then as an adult, you go out into the world and you want to build some wealth for yourself. But your belief is that money causes problems. It causes drama and arguing in your life. And it's something that because that's your core belief, it's going to hold you back from actually achieving what you're dreaming about doing. Unless you figure out what your beliefs are and figure out why you believe them and then decide if they're really yours to carry on or if they belong to somebody else and you've just adopted them. So I've been thinking a lot about the being stuck and for me, I get into this introverted phase And then as I start to come out of the stuck, I'm the queen of making lists and post-its. So I'm writing on post-its, all these things that I want to achieve with my life. We get one go at this. What are the things that are impactful and amazing that I want to experience, that I want to do, that I want to be, and I write them out. And I can find them everywhere. I find them in my journals. I find them stuck in books. I keep some of them on my desk. They're everywhere. When I come out of that stuck, and I move into growth. And at the same time as I'm reading this book, I'm also doing research about grief. And I happen to see a Kubler-Ross grief cycle diagram in one of my books. And it just blew my mind because I started to think that maybe stuck and grief are the same thing in my life my mind was blown and i thought maybe someone else can relate to this so in the book there is a line drawn across the page which is the timeline above the line says active and below the line says passive and then there's this wiggle worm up and down of grief so it goes up above for active phase, dropping down into the passive phase for parts of grief, back up into active and down into passive and so on. So we start active with a stable life, things are happening, everything's good, and then we drop down into a passive where the immobilization happens, where the thing occurs. And then it goes back up into active where it's denial, anger, and bargaining. So all these like negative, feisty, salty things are happening in the active phase. Which pretty well describes a lot of interactions we have. People are angry and bargaining and in denial. Like that's where we see them because it's an active phase. And then it drops back down into passive and that's where depression is. So we don't see people with, dealing with depression. And then it comes back up, and in the active phase is acceptance again. There's a little note between depression and acceptance that says testing. And I suddenly had this thought, what if the testing is us coming out of the stuck? What if depression is not what we thought it was? I think there's this big push that depression is the loss of someone close to you in your life. And our society works pretty hard to put a timeline on how long depression is socially acceptable and what it looks like to handle depression. Like we all are familiar with this curve. We've heard about it, you know, the denial and the bargaining, and we know that that's what depression looks like. But we don't have guidelines for how long that takes. And we also don't consider the person and how long they may be affected by a different incident. So in our society, we also are so quick to jump on our physical pain. If I pull a muscle, I'm talking to the physical therapist about it. If I have an earache, I'm at the urgent care, like I have an ear infection, we got a problem here. But if I'm in emotional pain, I'm gonna just try to numb it. I'm going to use everything in my bag of tricks to just shove those emotions down instead of dealing with them. And the shoving them down, which is pretty typical for us lovely humans, just prolongs the grief cycle because then we end up stuck. So I had this little image in my head of a little Jeep driving up a muddy mountainside. So I get stuck in my depression at the bottom And then I start revving up my engines, aka writing my post-its, which is the testing phase. The testing is what's possible in acceptance. It's a little daydreamy. It's a little what's the best outcome. It doesn't necessarily have a realistic outlook. It's just kind of uh, what can happen here. So I rev up my little Jeep and I like peek up to acceptance or to uh, testing, excuse me. And then I'm like, ooh, just past testing, and then it gets really muddy, and I slide back down to the bottom. And I think I've been doing this for so long, I'm not totally sure what I'm grieving anymore. <laughs> I've gotten to the place where I, off the top of my head, can say there's three things that would probably, I'm still grieving, but I haven't come to full acceptance with. But I'm wondering if moving out of the stuck in your life Requires you to accept situations in your life. That you may not be the perfect daughter. That you may never be as cool as your sister. That you may never be as successful as your cousins. To be okay with accepting your life and your circumstance and being okay with the present moment. And that's where you move from the stuck and the post-its to the successful life you want. There's not homework for this. I'm going to spend some time for myself working on it because I noticed in the past year, I moved from depression to anxiety, which has been a huge change for me. I fought with depression, which is the... I can't let go of the past for probably a decade. And all of a sudden, 2018, I had dealt with the past and I was looking to the future and then I was filled with anxiety with the future. So the key is to have some acceptance and be in the present to hopefully start actually achieving these amazing things that these post-its are littering my desk with. Thank you again for joining for Optimistically Salty. If you'd like to follow me on social media, my name is Trace M. Thompson on Instagram. And next week we'll be back to carry on with the Optimistically Salty shenanigans. Have an amazing week.